This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything Podcast about everything. And I am Tim. Tim, I feel uh, maybe my headphones just aren't always plugged in all the way. Maybe uh, you're not. Sounds good. Good today. Sounds uh, great. Oh, it sounds. Oh, wait. What do you mean? The 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 audio. Yeah, it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clear as a bell. Nice room. Clear tone. as a. Bell, right, yeah. Tom? Because <laughs> wow, guess what? Impeccable timing. <laughs> guess what we're talking about this week, Tom? I wish people could see how much time transpired between you pressing that button and that happening. <laughs> yeah, the Wi-Fi here is very slow. The, the, why is it has something to do with the Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, it does, because I didn't download... There's a remotely hosted bell sound? Yeah, I didn't download this. It's 99 cents from the uh, App, App Store. store. Uh-huh. Or no, from the iTunes Music Store. It's a royalty-free school bell sound. Okay. Um, oh, but you just played the sample. Yeah, I just played the sample. So it connects and it connects and it connects. First off, my Wi-Fi, we're recording at my home today. My Wi-Fi is very fast. Tim, you used to sing the praises of my Wi-Fi. Boy, how the times have changed. Um, I don't recall ever say that. saying that. Tim, you say... Oh. I sang the praises of your wife. <laughs> Yeah, and then look what happened. Yeah, I took her as my own. Yeah, she has seen that coming. When you're you're always complimenting my wife when you came over. To be fair, I was married to her first, and then you stole her from me. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, all is fair in love and war. Yeah. Which one is this, Tim? Both. (laughs) Anyway, my Wi-Fi is very fast, so fuck you. I've. Tom, we've known each other a long time. We've known I each thought other. we could be very honest about our Wi-Fi speeds. No, no, no. We've known each other for like over 20 years. We've kind of been friends, maybe. Uh, yeah. That's, about 20 yeah. years. You were mean to me for the first two years that we knew each other. <laughs> um, it was a test. You passed, didn't you? And, and we've been doing this show for freaking forever. Yeah. Uh, going back and forth, jabbing each other. Um, and... Uh, and this is the first this time... This is where I draw the line. This is the first time I think you've actually been offended by anything I've said to you. I take a lot of pride I, in my Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. I I, I, knock, I I didn't even like... I wasn't even like, the Wi-Fi sucks. I was like, no, it took a minute for yeah. this app to connect to the Wi-Fi. And you're like, how dare um, you? It, well, you know what, Tim, to be honest, it's a, it's a open wound right now because they, they has raised the price on my, my internet uh, about $5. The introductory price wore off, I see, huh? I hope you didn't sign a contract. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I did. I, I switch between the two companies that offer, which, who I'm not going to plug because, boy, you know, they got to pay for that kind of... What is that, publicity. a monopsony? Uh, where it's like two? Yeah. What is a monopsony? It's like a monopoly. Wouldn't it be but a less fun biopoly? 
That's something different. <laughs> you wait for the results of your biopoly. Biopsy. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tom? Yeah. Let's let's get into it. I love the 90s. Yeah. That's you why you're wearing the a 90s. shirt. Uh, I'm wearing a uh, Our Lady Peace shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the most classic band from the night. Tom. Now, now, is that vintage or is that a new Our Lady Peace shirt? Um, oh, it's one of those new ones that's me- meant to look like it's old? Yeah, it's been whipped with... Uh... <laughs> whipped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. You make a new that's, shirt. That's where all those uh, tears came from? Yeah, from a whip. Oh, wow. A whip. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you think... You know how like there's a one-hit wonder uh, from the 60s? Mm-hmm. Um, who, uh, name a, a one-hit wonder. Uh, the Turtles. Like, yeah, yeah, like uh, Happy Together, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, they were actually not a bad band, Tom. Um, a lot of one-hit wonder bands aren't bad at all. Exactly, yeah. but you know, like, and then like when we were growing up in the eighties, you hear mm-hmm. that song and you're like, "Hey, this was a well-loved song and a well-loved band, probably, right?" Yeah, is Our Lady Peace like the Turtles of of? The the nineties. What was like, Our Lady Peace's big song? I don't know, cumbersome or some stuff. Uh, no, that were, was that was Seven Mary Yeah, Rico. Jesus. Our Lady Peace was. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think they were also named Marcy Playground. No, that was a different band. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they released uh, singles <laughs> under both names. Um, you know what? There are a lot of one-hit wonder nineties bands were like legitimately popular bands but then they had one single that like exploded uh but they but they like already had a following before like the butthole surfers or something yeah yeah or like uh like not a surf or better than ezra like they had like followings but then it was just you know out of nowhere one song took off yeah, I mean, you need a following to get that sweet record contract no, from Geffen Records. No, because there are bands that came out of nowhere with a one-hit wonder. and uh, Like Space Hog? Like Space they Hog. They were Resident Aliens, Tom. Or uh, like Harvey Danger. Like, they came out of nowhere with a one-hit wonder. I mean, this is just, this is based on nothing. You're basing this on nothing. I'm basing it on my encyclopedic knowledge of music. Of n- and history. Music that was released between 1994 <laughs> and yeah. the first half of 1997. Yeah. That's what I, that's my wheelhouse, right? Maybe 93 to, to you know. To 97? To like July 97 when yeah. I was like, and that's when like, uh, you know, uh, the first corn record came out or something. And I was like, I'm done with music now. <laughs> Music's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were just scared. Music has too much uh, loud breathing and grunts in it. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> Remember when music became that for a minute? Mm-hmm. There were a few bands that would just like. Just breathe. a lot yeah. of mouth noises. You it was in rhythm, really... though. They had, they had rhythm. Well, yeah. Otherwise, it's just a sound effects CD. <laughs> hey. <laughs> just, what is this? Tim, Talking just about buy sound the... <laughs> Look, I'll give you a dollar if I don't have to sit and wait for that to load every Maybe time. you should give your uh It has your nothing to do with my Wi-Fi. Some more dollars and they'll uh, upgrade your service. Because I don't know what bottom of the barrel, uh, th- 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 you know, nonsense they're they're giving you right now. I got fifty megabit down. Man, you're off. really getting you're you're getting uh, screwed. 
No. You're getting, you know when somebody says they got you over a barrel, you know what that means? What? It's gross. I mean, it's it's just like, uh, it's a a dirty thing that they're saying. I don't like it. I thought it was like, uh, you know, when people would go over Niagara Falls. It's like, they, uh, they've got you over a barrel and they're going to, you know, uh, close it up and throw you over the falls. No. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it meant. No. It just meant sex over a barrel. Yeah, pretty much. Which is how uh, everyone used to do it back when. They, before they had beds. Before they invented beds, but after they invented barrels. All right, as I was saying, Tom, we're we're you're lucky. We've been saved oh, Jesus by the. Jesus Christ! Stop doing this. Oh no! I accidentally did the. <laughs> That's an alarm clock. Yeah, I did the. I hit the wrong thing. Uh, saved that by the bell. That is not a bell you're saved by, Tim. That's a bell you're. Uh, uh, well, if you're having a by. if you're having a nightmare, Tom, That's maybe true. your alarm clock bell saves mm-hmm. you. From the sock or monster maybe in your backyard, you just incorporate it into your dream. And that uh, always happens to me. Yeah. But we'll talk about more about that at our London live shows. Wait, hold on. Let's, uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I don't want to reveal the, the topics Too just much, yet. yes. Uh, Tom, I want to talk about the classic <laughs> 90s sitcom Saved by the Bell. You, you have a giant document you've just brought up. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, research. What are you doing now? To. Oh, you're just... I'm moving my computer. <laughs> You're, mo- you're moving a you lot were- of equipment around the microphone. I don't know uh, when to expect a sound effect and when to expect a spreadsheet. Yeah. you. <laughs> hey, I like to keep them guessing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's why you're one of the top corporate recruiters out uh, in the game. Tom, uh-huh. Saved by the Bell. Yes. A classic. Would you call Saved by the Bell a classic show? Um. Sure. I mean, I don't know in that. It's not timeless, but it encapsulates a time that it is makes of it, its time. Yeah, that that makes it a classic because it's it's like a time capsule. I would say it defined its time. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would say that uh, pretty much uh, Saved by the Bell uh, drove all culture, mm-hmm. uh, drove all politics, geopolitical events, mm-hmm. all tied back to Zach. Slater in the game. Yeah. Who can forget Presidents uh, Bush and Clinton both referencing it constantly in their uh, foreign policy decisions? Yeah. One of them uh, even uh, uh, appointed uh, Screech, the Attorney General. That's not true. <laughs> you know what? That's not far. Look, look. <laughs> Never mind. Tom. I, I do want to very quickly before we get too into this. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to my homies and where, Tom? Where is it this week? <laughs> no, the, the guy who suggested this on, on Twitter. No. Uh, but Rossi? <laughs> At But Rossi. But Rossi? I don't know. His name says Burtface. Okay, but what is his? Spell out his Twitter handle. But Rossi. B U T T? Just one T. Oh, like, but Rossi. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's he's a guy that's uh, trying to level with Rossi, trying to reason with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, but Rossi. <laughs> right. And he can't put commas in Twitter yeah. handles, so. Yeah. So mo- I assume that a guy named Rossi mm-hmm. is reading, maybe it's, his name's just Ross I. 
Like Ross. I Ross. I Ross from uh, Frasier. Yeah. And just R O S. Trying to reason with Frasier from Ross. Ross from Frasier. <laughs> anyway, thank you for suggesting this topic. Yeah. Okay. So many people might not know this. Do uh-huh. millennials know about Saved by the Bell? We're SBTB? millennials. We're old millennials, yeah. and you might not be a millennial. I am. Depending I don't think on... marketers care about what you think. Well, they should. Because you're a thought leader and an influencer. No, because I'm dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's a threat <laughs> yes. to marketers. Yeah, uh, marketers consider yourself on um, warning. Saved by the Bell was an American si- sitcom on television. Yeah, though. I know all this. Yeah. We're telling the people. Oh, we're you're telling, telling the young millennials. We're telling, we're telling the global audience, mm-hmm. and we're telling the young millennials. Because the young millennials don't know anything that happened before freaking uh, Selena Gomez. They're like, <laughs> oh, she was the first, uh, she was uh, the, the, the origin of all popular culture, Selena Gomez. Before her, it was just a barren wasteland. Can I say something about Selena Gomez? She's great. I like Selena Gomez. I'm very confused. I mean, now it makes a little more sense, but like years ago when she was like kind of first on the scene, this idea that uh, she was like a, a big sex symbol when she looked like she was uh, uh, 12, year old, 12 years old. She wasn't, but she looked like insanely young. Yeah. And I just never got uh, when they were like, hey, va-va-va-voom. Uh, it's like, no, nah, this looks like a, a young woman. Yeah, uh, the freaking, uh, the, we live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I guess, I, I just remember, I forget the name of the movie, but it was like, she was opposite Ethan Hawke, and I was like, what? No, he's- She all, has the face of a literal baby. Yeah, like, she looks and younger than Ethan Hawke's kids. Looks like a, a skeleton who is sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not even a regular skeleton. No. Ethan Hawke looks like- a skeleton that's like, yeah, we gave the skeleton syphilis also. <laughs> uh, you didn't see Ethan Hawke's turn in Valerian, Tim. I didn't. Did he wear some sort of space helmet and have green scales? No, no, no. He he basically had like the Gary Oldham uh, in Fifth Old Element. Man? Yeah. Old Man Gary. Old Man Gary. He, he had the Old Man Gary role. If from Fifth Element, but in this, where it's like, oh, we're gonna take like a actor who is like versatile, but doesn't play like outlandish characters. We're gonna have uh, Ethan Hawke do that, and it was very boring, like the rest of the movie. So, what's <laughs> your? Tedious. How many stars do you give uh, <sighs> Valerian? Valerian? Negative one. I give it five, and I you didn't see it, and I and I anything that made you that unhappy. It's okay in my opinion. You know, it looked great. And I went into it saying, like, you know what? I don't care. As long as, like, the whole thing looks like this, I'll be happy. And the whole thing did look like that, but I was mistaken. You can still make a movie so bad that it's not even fun to look at. Saved by the Bell is an American television sitcom that aired on NBC from, can you guess the years, Tom? 1991 to... 1997. Tom, if I were you, I'd go uh, jump down the trash chute because that's where you belong in the garbage. Can't fit. I'll help you. I'll I'll push you along with a broom because it's... It's sick. How you're not gonna. You need more than a broom. You're gonna have to grease me up before I. I'll grease you up. I'll. I'll, (laughs) Fell for my trap. You're always trying to get me to grease you up. (laughs) Yeah. 
Ah, you're not going to get me this time. Um, you should be embarrassed. 1989. That was going to be my next guess. Uh, much like uh, Taylor Swift's yeah, that's when she was uh, titular born. album. Uh, to uh, 1993, Tom. Around that's four it? Seasons. What? Four seasons? How many Maybe episodes do they make? Um, 12. 12 episodes. <laughs> wow, that's... Um, I'll tell you, I mean, are we, we're not counting Good Morning, Miss Bliss, right? No, but, and that the, was like fairly short-lived too, That right? was 13 episodes. Yeah. Uh, 16, 18, 26, 26. They made a good amount. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us the number you were counting up? 52, 60, 70, 86 episodes. Yeah, but that's lower that's, uh, than syndication. This is, this is exactly what everybody wanted to hear. Math. <laughs> Well, Let's people, hear Tim do math in his no, head. No, if, if you're going to make an outlandish claim, people want to, you know, show your work. Yeah. But they bundled it up. What did I say? 86? Yeah. They bundled it up with uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss okay. for syndication. So it which brings is up a, to 99. 99. One short. One short. <laughs> and that's why you never see Saved by the Bell in syndication. Yeah. <laughs> it just died. It yeah. Didn't... All these uh, satellite networks were like, nope, I'm afraid not. It had four freaking seasons. Tom, let me mm. ask you about this, and I don't want to talk about this nonsense. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into the freaking college years. Okay. Uh, or Say by the Bell, the new class. Right. Both garbage shows. But guess what? The new when the new class ran. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say also 90s. 93 to 2000. So it was like it, twice as long as the freaking uh, Saved by the Bell. How many episodes was in the new class? Uh, 99. The same amount. Wow. No, I don't know. Tom. The, the crazy thing to me is I always assumed, I did not assume Saved by the Bell ran that short, you know, just four years, you're saying, if, if you're to be believed. 143 episodes for the new class. Sorry, I was doing some math in my head but without saying the numbers this time. So that's crazy. There were more, way more, almost 50% more episodes of the new class than Saved by the Bell and Miss, Miss Bliss, Good yeah. Morning Miss Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, I always assumed, you know what, it kind of makes sense now I think about it, because I always assumed Saved by the Bell was one of those shows where they made a ton of seasons in a very short time where it's like, oh yeah, it was, you know, in one year they made three seasons. Yeah, no, they, they, look, Gosler needed his rest, man. Mark Paul Gosler had to, he lived the life of a pampered baby. No, but it does make sense that, um, uh, like they aged naturally in the show, which is very rare. Four seasons, four years of high school. Yeah. They graduated at the end. Granted, they graduated twice um, <laughs> for reasons we'll get into. Okay. How about that for a tease, Tom? How about you just tell me what the reasons are now? <laughs> Do you want to know? I mean, I feel like I, we should no, go all through. Right, all right. As long as you don't forget. All right. So, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, very quickly, I want to gloss over this because this is not important and people think it's important. <laughs> You've got a lot of ground rules about all this. Yeah, I do. Uh, season one, uh-huh. uh, or or before it was Saved by the Bell, season one, mm-hmm. they made a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. You just said you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to okay, gloss, gloss over, it. over it. I said I, didn't, I really didn't want to talk about the new class or the college oh, years. Okay. 
Um, we might talk about wedding in Vegas and uh, <laughs> what in a Hawaiian style, which are two made for TV movies. Okay, but if we get to them, yeah, if we get, they to deserve each Save by the Bell TV movie deserves its own standalone episode. If you ask and me, its own standalone podcast. Yeah, its own standalone freaking TV show, which I guess they did. Yeah, they aired them all on. Uh, they didn't show those in theaters. I bet they did. I bet they had a sad premiere. No, they would have done that nowadays. But back then, I feel like they didn't have the technology. Um, all right, we're getting ahead of ourselves, especially for people who don't know what Saved by the Bell is. Uh-huh. It was uh, How would you describe Saved by the a Bell? A teen sitcom. Yeah, uh, uh, it was a high school sitcom yeah. uh, made for, not even for teens, I think for a younger, a younger audience. I would say from ages... Eight, yeah, to it was like fourteen for right? like aspirational teenagers. It's just kind of like remember when when, when Seventeen not... magazine when you were a kid, like all the girls were were reading Seventeen magazine. Yeah, and they weren't doing it when they were seventeen. No, they yeah. were doing it when they were eleven or twelve. Right, and they were like, the boy, when were... I'm seventeen, I'm gonna this is the kind of seventeen year old I'm gonna be. Yeah, by the time they were seventeen, they all had cocaine addictions. <laughs> Right. They were using Seventeen magazines to snort cocaine off. Yeah, of. or even with, they'd roll it up. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Some of the the more big nose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, brother. Um, Tim, it's just a biological fact. If you're snorting cocaine through a rolled up magazine, you need a big schnoz. So they had. Uh, there was a cast of characters. Uh, they were all they were all teens, like, like many television shows. You know, as certain TV shows have, there uh, there's what's called. The oh, cast. it wasn't one of those shows with just one character <laughs> giving a monologue directly to camera. I watch that uh, every night. It's called the Seven Hundred Club, Tom, and I love it. It's my favorite sitcom. It's my favorite episodic television show. Uh, but uh, one of them, uh, the Jesse Spano, played by uh, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkley. 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 She went in on, and she she after Saved by the Bell ended, she wanted to shed her uh, clothes, her good girl uh, clothes, clothes. That they bought for her on um, mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell, so she did the movie Showgirls. Yeah, um, and then as they were filming Showgirls, they were making uh, Saved by the Bell Wedding in Vegas, what? which was like a postscript to the TV show. Right. What year did Showgirls come out? Ninety-seven. Um, no, it was way before that. Really? Yeah. Um, but so they were filming that because they were filming that at the same time as they were doing. Wedding in Vegas. Right. It came out in Were 95. they filming all this in Vegas? I think so. That kind of makes sense. Because she only appears in one scene at the when very end. When they go end, to the strip club. When they go to the strip club. <laughs> but like, uh, she had to get time off from filming like the raunchiest movie of the 90s mm-hmm. to be on the most squeaky clean uh, yeah, a, a teen TV movie. Yeah. I just thought that was uh, that was probably a weird day for her, right? Because like she probably had the morning on the Saved by the Bell set mm-hmm. with her brothers and sisters from high school from Bayside High. They weren't her brothers and sisters, <laughs> but like they were like a family. Tom. Uh, I don't think so. It sounds like they were all like uh, uh, being teenagers uh, on the show. Like they were all banging each other and hating each other, and yeah, like brothers and sisters do. <laughs> 
Jeez, Tom. What year was it? Did you find out? 95. Uh, Showgirls came out. I think they were filming in 94. Man, that's crazy. Huh. I remember MTV News made a really big deal about it. Yeah, I remember them like breaking uh, into other shows. I really got the majority of my news in the 90s from Kurt Loder, John Norris, Tabitha Soren, and a little later, Serena Ochul. Uh, and well, much later, Sway. Sway, I, I was, I was off board. Yeah, before Sway, Sway was and like Lala the came Sway on. was like the next class. Yeah, yeah, and look, I don't like the new class of anything, man. <laughs> right. I just remember. I like Tom. I remember. Yeah, hearing, I'm a guy who likes things the way they were. <laughs> I remember uh, hearing that uh, you know Showgirls was coming out, and like that was like. Even though as as a kid or like a young teen, everybody liked Kelly the best. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. We haven't gotten to her yet, Tom. No, we haven't gotten to anything. I know. You're too busy talking about pornos. But um You're the one who wanted to you you were oh, I need to obsessively catalog what year each porno <laughs> pornographic film came out. No, because I thought it came out later. Oh no, now I, I have was... to reorganize my D V D collection. No, I was just wondering <laughs> I'm an O C D pervert, you see. I'm wondering how close I was to seventeen if I could have gone to see this N C seventeen movie and no. I couldn't have. You're but a child. Uh, I mean, I wasn't a child, but I was like you know, 13 or 14. Yeah, but they, they rub it in your face. They say It says NC-17, no children under 17. It's like, hey, 14-year-old Tom, Boy, you I'll might have you. a goatee, but you're still a child <laughs> in the eyes of the law. That's how they marketed the movie, too. Uh, this movie will rub it in your face. Okay, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. let's get back on track here. Okay. Saved by the Bell. Yes. Saved by the Bell is an American television sitcom Jesus. that aired on NBC. Changed the record. <laughs> from 1989, the year of our Lord Taylor Swift, to uh-huh. 1993. She's embracing being a snake now. Yeah, is that the thing that I was happening? I think she's a snake woman. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like... Uh, Boy, I'll t- some of these snake uh, pictures that she's potent up are pretty frightening spooky yeah uh slithery did you see the one with the snake it has red eyes it is a a scary snake most snakes are pretty scary i hate snakes man i'm i'm okay with snakes i don't actually believe (sighs) that a snake can do any damage to me (laughs) (laughs) well same thing about how i'm not afraid of bears i should probably stay out of nature yeah I don't think you've you've come across like a bear or a snake in the wild, like where I've seen you're, snakes in the you've wild. You've seen them, snake but in not the grass, like where. Know, where know, <laughs> what do you mean? Where like, like you're not shoes? in a car? Yeah, no, I've seen a snake when I haven't been in a car, Tom. I only see him in the car. <laughs> it, I would argue it's harder to see him in the car. Yeah. Well, it's been in the zoo. I just feel like a boa constrictor can't get near me. <laughs> All right. Well, keep thinking that. I mean, yeah, I'm not scared of snakes day to day. I'm not like, you know, walking through the city like, oh, what's that? Also, oh, it's I just think a hose. like uh, I could avoid if a poisonous snake is trying to bite me. I'll just like move out of the way. 
No, but the problem with the these snakes is uh, a lot of times you don't see them until you're you because they're so good at hiding, mm. and then you've come up right on top of them, and they're like, hey, 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 hey. Why did God do that to us? <laughs> That's the question. Why did He make snakes the it's same question, color as, as grass? Question I've been screaming into the heavens every night. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Did you think, by the way, when you were a kid, like, uh, like snakes and sharks and stuff, like it was just like a matter of time before we got rid of them all? No, I, I did. It, when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, I think the only reason these things are around is we haven't, you know, gotten around to killing them all yet. I mean, we'll kill them like inadvertently. We've killed the bees. Yeah, we're. We don't even ki- know how. We're, but yeah. we did it. Congrats, we're everybody. We're trying to kill mosquitoes. Yeah. Like, we've decided, like, now, nah, you know what? Fuck mosquitoes. Well, mosquitoes are carrying more and more horrible diseases yeah. every year. Uh, and who even knows where they're coming up with these things? Yeah, they go back to their mosquito labs. Uh-huh. Like, uh, In but, standing water, they're, they're able yeah. to, under the cover of standing water, water, they build these chemical labs. Yeah, and they're like, put these in your, uh, in your butts and then yeah. go. Uh, yeah, that's how mosquitoes work. I'm thinking of wasps. <laughs> anyway. Saved by the Bell is an American television Jesus, sitcom. Jesus, I know. I know, but you keep interrupting me. It started with uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Tim, <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy. Which was a Disney Channel show. Yeah. Based on a failed NBC pilot, Tom. I watched well, a little around, bit of the around. pilot today. Mm-hmm. It didn't even have Zach in it. It was the most boring oh, really? thing. It well, re- because Good Morning, Miss Bliss focused on Miss Bliss. Uh, Haley Mills yeah. uh, of the Parent Trap fame. That's where she's from. Uh, were they aiming for this to be like a like a primetime sitcom or Yeah, something? I watched the pilot. It failed. It was depressing as hell. Jonathan Brandis was in it oh, wow. as one of the kids. He was like the kid that she couldn't get uh, through to, uh-huh. but at the end of the pilot, she did. Jaleel White- uh, wow, Urkel was uh, one of uh, one of the students. Like he a made... main cast, or just like a? Yeah, I assume he would have gone on to be. I assume every, all these kids in the class would have been good. Uh, would have been like uh, he had a good laugh line about puke. That uh-huh. actually uh, was the least depressing thing about it. Brian Austin Green was in this. Wow, and it uh, failed. Murderers Row. You have child actors of uh, in 1988, yeah. 89 yeah. when they made this, and, and before they they hit a big. Yeah, and they were like, "This sucks. Give it to the Disney Channel." The Disney Channel bought it, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get rid of Jonathan Dang Brandis, yeah. Jaleel, uh, Home Run White." <laughs> <laughs> so that was his nickname because <laughs> he always knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, uh, and uh, whoever else I, I said. mean, and by always you mean once, <laughs> one time he knocked it out of the park. No, he played Urkel. He played Stefan Urkel. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Myrtle Urkel. <laughs> he played Urkel Bot. Yeah, actually, he didn't play Urkel Bot. He did the voice of Urkel Bot. Um, you don't know that. He also sure. did the voice, from what I understand, of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's true. Why would you not have a talented voice actor do the voice of Urkelbot? I'm sure Urkelbot did like, did I do that? <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, they, 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 they made the show and they were like, get rid of all these kids. We need a guy named Zach. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and they were like, oh, we found this guy, Mark Paul Gosler. He's like a little shithead. He'll be great for it. He's mm-hmm. going to be this conniving little guy. Yeah. Um, we need uh, we need uh, this girl, uh, Lisa, right. who was supposed to be like a stereotypical, are we allowed to say this phrase anymore? What? Remember when they said uh, Jap, Jewish, Jewish American princess? Uh-huh. Is that a thing anymore? Is that what Lisa Turtle was supposed to be? She was supposed to be... uh, She was rich. A rich... Yeah, just like a rich girl. Yeah, but like uh, there was like a stereotypical... But like I feel like nowadays they at least shouldn't. I hope they've like retired that. (laughs) Where are you getting this from? Who told you this? (laughs) No, that was like a phrase that they would like throw around a lot. On Saved by the Bell? Yeah. I, I mean, not on so. Saved by the Bell because they they found an African American to play right. the 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 part. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read an interview. <laughs> I did a lot of research, and I read an interview uh, with Peter Engel, who created the the series. Yeah, I have his book. I haven't read it yet. And he and maybe in his book he says like the the character of Lisa was supposed to be a, a, a Jewish, Jewish American, American princess. princess. Um, but no, but uh, they wow, she wowed them. Uh, and then there was a couple other people. It was about a high school. Um, it was depressing and not good, and it was supposed to focus on the teacher, but, like, why would you have a kid show that focused on the teacher? And so the kids, whatever, it took place in Illinois, right? whatever. Which and is then, a boring And they realized, place. we could just California. make this about the kids and make it cool, and then NBC was like, eh, Disney Channel, we're going to take this back from you, put it on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. when Tim's watching TV. <laughs> right. And he'll be all like, hey, I want to. I want to see this. Uh, this Zach character. Um, so, did it air on the Disney Channel? Good morning, Miss Bliss. That did, but not. And then NBC was like, "We're going to retool this and yeah. and take it back." Okay, that explains a lot because I remember as a kid, I did not have the Disney Channel, but I would watch. None of us did. I would watch this on. Yeah, because when we were kids, Disney Channel was like a hundred dollars a month to it was get a hundred dollars a month. And and all I had was. Dumbo Circus. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's a live action Dumbo show. What? Oh, I didn't know that. But it was the worst costumes ever. Well, even if they were good, it was pretty great. <laughs> My babysitter named Cookie had a uh, uh, Disney Channel. I got to watch Dumbo Circus once in a while. You had a babysitter named Cookie. She lived right across the street from you, Tom. Oh wow. Well, I guess I have nothing else to say. <laughs> um. Uh, but I remember as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is the coolest name a babysitter could have. <laughs> uh, I remember as a kid, like I love s- cookies. Your name's cookies. I think we'll, we'll get, we'll get along just fine. <laughs> uh, as a kid, I remember like, you know, they would have like a Disney free weekend or, or you go to a, a friend's house, they'd have the, Z- the Disney channel yeah. and seeing Good Morning Miss Bliss and being like very confused. Like this is almost like the show that I watch. It has some of the same people yeah. in it. Except this takes place in Illinois. Yeah. And, and has and this these... guy named Mikey on it who stinks. Yeah. And everybody's like noticeably younger. Yeah. No. Um, well, as a child, you should you you can be forgiven not for, for not figuring that out for but not knowing a, the the corporate uh, back machinations. And forth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they rebooted it. Mm-hmm. Um, they got rid of half a the soft kids, reboot, a soft reboot, but they now made it take place in K 
California, baby. The fictional town of Bayside. Like Southern California. Yeah. Sunglasses and... uh, The beach, surfboard, skateboards. Neon colors. And they kept Zach, Mm -hmm. played by uh, Mark Mark Paul Paul Gossler. Gossler. They kept Lisa. They kept Screech, who was the nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they were like, we're going to add this A.C. Slater fella into the... He was supposed to be... Mm -hmm. An Italian stallion. He was supposed to be a Vinnie Barbarino. He was supposed to be an Arthur Fonzarelli. Mm-hmm. But then uh, they couldn't find one. Find uh, an Italian. Find one. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find a, a good actor. Right. And then so they were like, call in all the races. <laughs> and uh, Mario Lopez walks in, and they're yeah. like, we're going to get him. And hey, he's got an Italian first name. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. So it and thus uh, Albert Clifford Slater, yeah. Albert Clifford A. C. Slater was born, mm-hmm. um, and then they got uh, Jesse Spano, who was a feminist. Yeah. Who and that was her whole thing. She just said chauvinist pig a lot. Yeah, but then you know she was still uh, going home with A. C. Slater at the end of the night. Yeah, because he would call her mama. <laughs> Which she loved because she was a feminist. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the creme de la creme. Uh-huh. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. The head cheerleader. The um, Of Polish descent. Yeah. She was, uh, she was, she was uh, Bayside High's it girl. Yeah. Um, do you think she was weirdly sexualized the way that... Uh, uh, what's I mean, if is? you had asked twelve-year-old uh, Tom, not nearly enough. <laughs> but if you had asked me now, um, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know if it was weirdly sexualized. In what way? I just feel like uh, maybe they didn't have the opportunity to do it because nowadays, who were we talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, Selena Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Right, like we as thirty. Men in our thirties yeah. know who Selena Gomez is, right? Because like she's bubbled up into like pop culture from yeah, like yeah. the Disney Channel, right? Mm-hmm. In nineteen ninety, yeah, did people in their thirties like give a shit or know anything about like? Oh, here's this sixteen year old actress on uh, like Tim. Like, like I have said multiple times, I don't know what people our age like did at work. Yeah. <laughs> What was the life? I guess like, we could go back you and watch 30-something. Like unless you had like a useful job where like you were actually like, you know, a doctor or like building something. I don't think but like uh, useless jobs like what we do mm-hmm. existed even <laughs> yeah. in 1990, 1991. Yeah. Like if like we we're we're making a pretty good living not contributing fucking anything to society. Right. I don't think you could do that even like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah. 27 years ago. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Stop. It's Uh, getting longer. (laughs) Turn the time machine off. Um, I don't think she was weirdly sexualized. I think she was a very attractive person who, you know, was dressed like- A really good cheerleader. Dressed like a 90s teenager, which was like a, a overly sexualized way of dressing. Yeah. Um, teens are always overly sexualizing. That's true. It's their because own guess fault, what? Teens love being sexy. Don't. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, so you have your cast. Yes. You got uh let's let's run it down again. Mm-hmm. Zach, cool guy. Screech, nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh played by a real fucking creep. <laughs> uh AC Slater, cool jock. guy, jock. Mm-hmm. Um we should say Zach Morris is kind of like uh like a little stinker. Yeah, he, he he's popular he's and a he Bugs runs scams. Bunny. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, exactly. I mean, actually, that's like super accurate because he could also stop time. Yeah, he did a and, lot of things. and break the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, then you had Kelly Kapowski, cool cheerleader. Zach's mm-hmm. on again, off again. Love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Spano, pretty much the wet blanket. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 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 Lisa Turtle, who was the materialistic rich girl. You're, right. Yeah, you're forgetting another key cast member, Tim. Uh, I think you mean. Dennis Haskins' uh, Mr. Belding? Yeah, Dennis Belding, the principal. Uh, Mr. Richard Belding. Richard Belding. I didn't Dennis know that. Ha- I, I did some research. I don't That remember. was Richard? Yeah, why I didn't knew they it was call Richard, him Dick and then the you said Dennis, and it, it threw me off. Yeah, that's fine. Start the episode over. <laughs> we should. Saved by the Bell is an American sitcom. They didn't call him Dick because they called him Mr. Balding. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. I mean, at a certain point, even he has to have some self-respect. Yeah, and he was always, uh, he was kind of their friend, but he was also always uh, foiling Zach's schemes. Uh, He was usually, he didn't foil them. He always like kind of threw a wrench into the works. Right. He would almost foil it, and Zach would have to think on his feet and change something. Yeah. 
It always ended with not they didn't win, they didn't get everything that they wanted. Right. But uh Zach learned a lesson. But everybody was pretty much all he skated by on his uh white privilege, I guess. Yeah. His good looks and charm and his uh Yeah. Uh the, you know, hair you could you could set a watch to. Right. I think Tom, we're gonna have to do like a six part <laughs> uh Save by the Bell series here. This is gold. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I've ranked here. Here's I've made a ranking of all the Saved by the Bell characters. Okay, and I think this will help us learn. They had many very special episodes, right? The, yeah. Against drugs, um, drunk driving. Yeah. Did they? Uh, they didn't ever broach like uh, sex, though, did they? No. no but they one time, once, mobsters right? were after them in the mall. But it turned out to be a hidden camera TV show. <laughs> oh, I remember that episode. But I guess that's not sexual assault. Yeah, Homelessness. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the there was a, a hot a homeless at the mall. guy. She, uh, the, no, or a hot homeless girl. Yeah. That that Zach fell in love with, uh, who had a handsome homeless dad. Yeah. That they were homeless at the for mall. Some sexy homeless. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, and they it taught. I remember the uh, the lesson in that episode was even attractive people can be homeless. Yeah, and we were all just like, "Shit!" Wow, really makes you think. Yeah, I gotta recalibrate the way I think about. Who but then, be like you know, presumably that family just got like sent away. You know, they never appeared again. <laughs> no, they were in one episode, and then they were like, "I think the episode literally ended with like the gang town. being like, well." I think we're going to be friends for a long time. You're like, oh, maybe once in a while I'll see that girl, you know, in the hallway in the background. Nope. Oh, and we're we're leaving out one thing, Tom. What's up? Uh, At the uh, so for the fourth season, this is why they had two graduations. Okay. Fourth season, uh, they did their a thirteen episode season. Um, and then, uh, they were like, okay, we'll wrap it up. They yeah. graduated. Mm-hmm. And then NBC was like, oh crap, we wanted a 26 episode season. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. Guess who already left? Jesse Spano to go be a showgirl. Yeah. Kelly Kapowski to go to 90210. Beverly Hills. Oh, so that's where Tori came from. So Tori, a biker chick with a leather jacket. Yeah. I call her a biker chick because that's what she calls herself. <laughs> I think she always rode a motorcycle into the scene. Uh, she showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and Zach and her had a little bit of a fling. Yeah, but there was never an explanation as to where the other two went, right? No. Like, they just pretended like they never existed. Yeah, which is how you deal with things. <laughs> just how That's you de- how you deal with loss. How you deal with women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said yeah. <laughs> well, too late. You can't take it back. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. So she came and Zach fell in love with her. Maybe I don't know. Um. And then yeah. they graduated again in the in a in a second series finale. Okay. Two um, proms too for the same reason. Well, and also you're skipping over uh, uh, the summer season where they were working uh, for the summer. Yeah, they went to uh, Malibu, Tom. Yeah, California. Worked at the beach with uh, Stacy Carosi and Mister Carosi. Yeah, Stacy Carosi was played by the famous Leah Scientologist Remini. Yeah, uh, we are obligated to say Leah Remini is a liar who is tearing families apart. <laughs> 
Well, you're saying that because I sent you the the anti Leah Remini website that Scientology's put up. Because I didn't know she has this like A and E show about Scientology. Oh, it's great! You haven't watched? No, it? I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah. Um. And now they're they. Just... I have a little bit of Scientology fatigue these days. Of like, I know, you know everybody's what? telling me how think it's bad. I do in the too. Same and then when I watch something, I'm like, God damn, it's fascinating. It's fascinating and so messed up. Yeah. If any Scientologists are listening, don't tell Please. David Miskovich about this because I do. I know he's really small, but I do think he could beat me up. Oh, whatever. He's a little guy. Yeah, but he could beat me up, and he's got a lot of people. He at it. can't beat you up. I, I'm gonna be coming here to record the show, and some guy's gonna be videotaping me. I don't need this. <laughs> Tim, I got news for you. I uh, videotape everything happening in this. Yeah, thing. I know. Once I'm in here, Tom. Right. You have me sign a release every time I come here. <laughs> and there's a sign outside. Yeah. What what where what is this footage going? Future project. All right. I trust you. Uh but wasn't who was not on the summer season? I think they were all there. Were they all Maybe there? Maybe Lisa wasn't there the whole time. Mm, she was definitely in some of it, I remember. But I feel yeah. like one of them I I I thought Stacy Carosi replaced Kelly. In that season or something. No, but I think no, Kelly. But I remember also, Kelly yeah. being in there, huh? Yeah, really makes you think. All right, here's the definitive ranking of Saved by the Bell characters. <laughs> Main characters. Characters. <laughs> okay. Number one, Rod Belding. Oh, uh, uh, Ri- Richard uh, Belding's uh, near do well, but yeah. cool. No, uh, but like kind of conniving, like brother. a con artist brother. Rod Belding is Mr. Belding's brother and steps in as a substitute teacher during junior year. Uh, Screech had a great line. Mm-hmm. A building with two Beldings, one of whom is balding. <laughs> Boy, one of the seminal lines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right after that, Richard Belding punched him in the face. Rod Belding stepped in after Mr. Dickerson, their normal teacher, had a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Right, which was you know. Can you do that? Yeah, can you do that on children's shows these days, where it's like the teacher had a mental breakdown, and everybody goes like, ha, 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 "We drove him." Yeah, to that. yeah. I mean, you can't do it for which teacher was that? That wasn't the nerdy guy, right? No, I don't. He might have just been like, we never saw. Yeah, him. but I'll tell you he what. Mi- he initially makes a hip impression on the students because of his happy-go-lucky attitude, world-weary demeanor. And tales of defying authority and schoolwork. Basically, uh, he, everybody thought he was so cool, and everybody was like, "Screw you, Principal Belding, you yeah, idiot." We like teacher. Your Belding. brother, he had long hair. Mm-hmm. He had long locks. Yeah, um, which was the style at the time. And then he promised he was going to take him on a rafting trip. Yeah, but he ditched them. And then Mister Belding, the principal, took them. And then uh, Zach said at the end, uh, "said uh, we got the better Belding." Huh. Really, and uh, was uh, Mr. Belding there at the time? Yeah, because Mr. Rod Belding came up to his his principal brother mm-hmm. and uh, said, "I have to bail on the trip because I have to meet a stewardess named Inga." Nice. In the nineties, <laughs> they talked about stewardesses a lot, constantly. Like nineties was... sitcoms. Also, okay, wait. Can I say one thing? Okay. Saved by the Bell had very lazy writing. No. 
<laughs> you can't say that. Take it back. But people have, there are all these internet theories about uh, the relationship between Good Morning Miss Bliss mm-hmm. and Saved by the Bell. Right. Because Good Morning Miss Bliss had Mr. Belding, Zach, Screech, and Lisa, mm-hmm. and the same. But took uh, place sets like 1,500 miles away in Illinois. Yeah. And then uh, they retooled it, and then everybody's like, oh, here's like. Here are the some fan theories, and and like actually, we think the writers were trying to say that like Zach, because in Saved by the Bell, occasionally broke the fourth wall and mm-hmm. like stopped time, just to be like a fun kid show or right, whatever. Right. But they're like, that means he's like a he's he's, he's like a in an alternate wizard. universe or like or is in like, uh, or he can, he's a time traveler or whatever. Yeah. And people mistakenly <laughs> think this he's thing the like the doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah, like uh, these guys are like, um, like these guys working on a Saturday morning sitcom. <laughs> yeah. The writers are like coming up with these like insane Fantastical. worlds when really it's just like they wish they were writing like a uh, Murphy Brown at the time or something, <laughs> right. or they're like so coked out of their minds that they're unemployable anywhere else. Yeah. So maybe they did like uh, come up with uh... a, <laughs> uh, I like, I like things like that. That's... I hate stuff like that. When um, people are like, or, or just like, uh, like, or I mean, like, as long as you don't take articles, it too seriously, clickbait articles are like, yeah, but how do you explain this? I'll tell you how you explain this. Some friggin' executive from NBC was like, get that show back, but get this idiot off there because yeah. they don't test well and, and cast this yeah. person. The explanation is that everybody who worked on that show thought kids were idiots. Yeah. And, and, and they were, were right. right. Yeah. It's fine. I don't like when people break down how like uh, how bad uh, the writing was. It's like, yeah, guess what? But you loved it when you were a kid. Number two, best no, no, character. I, before you get to number two, Tim... Uh, we should use all the uh, resources we have available to us, which are limited. Get a meeting at Netflix and pitch them uh, a reboot that focuses on the Building Brothers. Oh man, it is you know like who a, would a definitely real be real gritty. Like Dennis Haskins will do anything. <laughs> well, no, you I ask don't him want for. him. In it. <laughs> this has to be like, oh, a, like prequel a prequel series okay. or something. Dennis Haskins, who played Mister Belding. Mm-hmm. Is still doing college chores. He's the one guy that was on like all episodes of the new class and like Screech. Presumably, if he had half a brain, he would have been like set for life just on residuals and right. Yeah, I don't know. Like even making like scale. (laughs) Yeah. Now I think he just likes the attention from young people. Yeah. He seems like a creep. It maybe seemed, he, was, uh, maybe was some, he was the one who was uh, like, eh, make, do you remember make when this Kelly skirt Ka- shorter? Uh, Kelly Kapowski, Tip- Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on the Today Show and they surprised her oh, yeah. by having Dennis Haskins, who played Mr. Belding, like, yeah. come out. And like the look of terror on her face was like, <laughs> oh, cripes, this guy Oh, cool, is probably, you brought the middle-aged man that uh, will not sexually let this go. harassed me yeah. as a teenager. Also, the the kid who played Screech really turned out uh, yeah, yeah, to be uh, <laughs> a ne'er-do-well, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, hey, that's putting it lightly. Wrote a uh, scathing tell-all about... Yeah. Did you read that? I read uh, the... Uh, what I, I read, like, parts of it, yeah. He claimed that, like... Uh, the rest of the cast was having like orgies with the producers and stuff, and he was left out. The whole yeah. book was about how he was left out because he was younger. But uh, 
I don't know. But he wasn't. He was what, like two years Couple younger. Couple years younger. Yeah. But that's a big. That's a big deal. When when like he was left the out difference because between he was like the an eleven year old and a thirteen year old. If everybody else is a thirteen year old, yeah, and they're all having sex with the producers. Yeah, and doing that's how coke. they got all the good lines. <laughs> number two. Well, eight, you just said Screech had the best lines. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, AC Slater. Yeah. Uh, he just seemed like a genuine guy. He was an army brat. Yeah, nice boy. he was like kind of the most uh, fully fleshed out character, I think. Yeah. Like, surprisingly. Because he was like a chauvinist pig, according to Jesse Spano. Right. But also like he cared about everybody. Right. Um, he wasn't was conniving. Right uh, he would, he, the weird thing was he was always vying for Kelly against right. Zach, but also. Uh, Being the boyfriend of Kelly's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He was conflicted, but that's kind of how high school goes. Yeah. And the writers were all coked out of their minds. Uh, number three, Tori Scott. Right? Really? You're going to say uh, number three is Tori. Yeah. Replacement Kelly. Yeah, because she was really nice. I thought she was tough. She was tough, but once she got past that exterior, that right. gruff exterior... You, you you learn that she was kind of, uh, she had a heart of gold. Well, unfortunately, I could never get past that gruff exterior. Yeah, Tom. You just don't. <laughs> uh, number four, I guess. Kevin the Robot. <laughs> now, this is Screech's robot, right? Yeah, he was, he had artificial intelligence. He appeared in three episodes, only in seasons one and two. Um, he lives in Screech's room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gi- <laughs> well, that makes he, sense. He gives Screech advice and dishes out witty remarks. Uh, he was uh, Screech's assistant. It would be an amazing show Screech if was Kevin doing... lived in his own apartment, but only occasionally appeared. Um, and then uh, uh, he was the assistant hall monitor. Yeah. And when Screech became the hall monitor, I feel like that was a throwaway gag, though, and it wasn't fully using Kevin yeah, to his potential. I, I know people were just kind of like, uh, "Oh, they had a they had an AI robot. This show's ridiculous." Yeah. Because they were making a kid's show. Everybody calm down. Every show had a freaking AI robot. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about Urkelbot. Number five, Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. She's pretty. She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What more do you need? Number six, Bre- uh, Brandon Tartikoff. That's <laughs> <laughs> just one of the producers. Brandon Tartikoff, uh, a television executive for NBC, appeared as himself in the episode No Hope with Dope. After Johnny Dakota, yeah, who was a celebrity who who visited the school, in universe celebrity, yeah, uh, he was not an actual celebrity. He came to uh, to film an anti drug PSA, yeah, with the kids from Bayside High, right? Um, <laughs> who were famous in universe? No, they were not famous. They, were just they, normal, they won a contest kids. to do this. And so they were all talking about how drugs are bad, but then they went to a party with Johnny Dakota, yeah. and guess what? Johnny Dakota was doing drugs. That always reminded me of, uh, did you go to that assembly that they made us all go to with, uh, it was just a drummer, this is in high school. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, the it was just, he, he was like, set. so in high school, they would just be like, all right, everybody has to go to an assembly now, so you don't do drugs, and uh there was this one where it was just like a seven foot tall drummer and he would just like, like wail on the drums, like bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> and yeah, then, like, like over and over again. Like, and yeah. then he would stop and he'd be like, listen kids, you know, playing the drums is pretty cool, but you know, it's not doing drugs. Uh, one time I was at a party with Kurt Cobain 
and everybody that was like uh, i remember high-fiving the person next to me (laughs) it was like what this guy was at a party with kurt cobain and i uh, what is he doing in my high school yeah i went up to him and i just touched him (laughs) um i remember that you were (laughs) i was escorted off the stage but like gently they did like you know well yeah they knew your heart was in the right place yeah but they want but everybody wanted to hear him finish that epic solo uh, and it, I feel like that was the biggest bullshit story. I feel like that's what he sold all these schools on. And then when people, I think it was like later in the Q and a people were like, so you're like a big anti-drugs guy. What'd you say to Kurt Cobain, a man who at the time had like just died of drugs. And he was like, well, no, he didn't at the time die of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh died. no! When when the question was asked, when the question oh, okay, was asked, okay, I understand. Uh, and he was like, "Man, I told him like, hey, listen, I don't think you should be doing heroin." And even at the time, I remember thinking like, "Oh, really? Guy doing drummer doing high school assemblies? You had the the balls to go up to Kurt Cobain? He wasn't doing the high school assemblies at the no, time. No, presumably he wasn't even he didn't even have that gig yet. Yeah, he was a real nobody." Man, I would like to make a career out of going to high schools and telling lies about deceased celebrities. I tried to figure it we out. We could probably turn that into the this into that, right? Yeah, I don't know if they do this stuff anymore. That was uh, uh, like in college. Uh, me and Dan talked about that a lot. Dan, Dan Deacon, uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, Dan Deacon, about like how do we get on this scam circuit of just like doing like hey kids don't do drugs and now some juggling uh because and dan bailed on you because he started doing a lot of drugs <laughs> well he started doing real music yeah and not a lot to, of drugs not to shit on no but as you know from giant dakota doing drugs is not a a deal breaker in this case and and uh, more often than not this is how you pay for the drugs tim you get high schools to pay for it right it makes the dope that much sweeter right so anyway uh so they they did they find that johnny dakota is a, dr- a drug doing scumbag yeah and they're like we can't film this psa and they screw yeah. over johnny dakota and brandon tartikoff uh an executive for nbc was so uh, outraged no ruining he was the moved by this uh-huh. that he came himself yeah. and did the psa and what i mean what's more uh what's gonna keep kids off drugs more than seeing brandon tartikoff <laughs> uh an executive for nbc telling you not to do drugs right having some uh nbc executive high on cocaine telling you not to try marijuana <laughs> Uh, so he appeared as himself, and he's the number uh, five, I think. Uh, Did he interact character. with the other characters? Yeah, guess what? Uh, Mr. Belding uh, was talking to him, and he said uh, he had an idea about a TV show about a group of kids and their principal, and then Brendan Tartikoff shook his head and said it would never work. Now th- this adds an interesting wrinkle to the 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 multiverse theory of, of it really the does. By the Bell. It does. Um, so was he an NBC executive in in the show? Yeah, he was playing himself. Now was Johnny Dakota like playing? He was a, a movie Zach star. Morris style? He was a movie star. Well, if he was a movie star, why was he dicking around with NBC? 
NBC doesn't make movies, they make TV shows. Yeah, but it was just like uh, NBC. It was got, for TV. Yeah, it was, a, it was a commercial for TV. It was a PSA. Hmm. Yeah, it really introduces more questions than it answers. Yeah. Uh, that was number six. Okay. Um, you know, like, it's a bad show. <laughs> uh, number seven, Johnny Dakota. <laughs> yeah, the drug head. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a movie star. Um, now it was just like they went to a party and he had marijuana, right? Yeah, but like he had it. He he like pulled it out of his pocket. Yeah, I think he smoked it too out of a what? pipe, out of a smoking pipe, out of maybe like... out of a water pipe, <laughs> if I recall cor- correctly. Was it? Oh, if it was, if it no, was, no, like they a, didn't have a yeah, bong. That would have been something else. No, they were like they. I were, feel like the very uh, special shows. Episodes, it was always doobies. Yeah, the very special episodes never went far. Like. They would never teach you what a bong was. Right. The same way, like uh, they had a, a, a drunk driving PSA yeah. episode, and they didn't teach you how to drunk drive. <laughs> no, but they had them drink beer. Moose, the jock, came into the party and said, "The beer is here." Yeah. And then they were all uh, driving home, and the reason they crashed is because they were all singing "Wild Thing" in the car. <laughs> they were like, "Wild Thing," but they were duh, drunk. Duh, duh. Yeah. Okay. But like it was like, yeah, that's what kids in 1993 were doing. <laughs> Uh, high school seniors getting drunk and singing a wild thing. Yeah, and that's what led to the yeah. crash, not like somebody falling asleep at the yeah. wheel. Uh, number slow reaction times. Number eight, Lisa Turtle. She had so many clothes. She did. Um, you know what? I liked, I remember when uh, when uh, they like, well, I guess it was more than teased because they kissed her and uh, Zach. Yeah, they were uh, best friends. Yeah, which I never bought. Yeah, they said that at the beginning of that episode, but never really. <laughs> I was like, really? I don't think these two have talked before. Um, but, uh, you know, I like the... She you was know, with them back in Illinois when they... Uh, it's when true. She, I Bliss guess her family teacher, did yeah. move with his family. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the idea of betrayal that that introduced to Screech, but then the idea of, like, Screech, Lisa's not your property just because you like her. Yeah. She's she's told you she has no interest. She said it like really mean a million times. Yeah. Uh go home and fuck your robot, you idiot. Next on the list, Max. He was a magician who owned the Max. Oh, why is he so far down the list, Tim? I would assume any Dakota had to spot and Brandon Tartikoff. Well, in my book, uh magicians go first. And he was only in twenty episodes. How many were you in? No, but what I'm saying is like I mean, I guess Brandon Tartikoff was only in <laughs> 30 seconds. Yeah. Played himself. Uh, next, Jesse he was, Spano. He was only in uh, 25% of the episode. Jesse Spano is the SJW that you can you can love. That you can, that you can get by. She was the original SJW. Yeah, I hate that we used that well, uh, derogatory. You... Anyway. Yeah. Uh, next, well, Le- it, Leon Carosi. Interesting that you think it's derogatory. It's you, oh. <laughs> Leon Carosi, Mr. Carosi, Mr. You. Carosi, uh, Leah Remini's dad. Yeah, he hated Zach as Zach was trying to bone his daughter, <laughs> yeah. while not doing the job that yeah. Leon Carosi had hired right. him Leon to do. Leon Carosi is a man that hired <laughs> like a seventeen-year-old kid to come work at his beach resort, yeah. and that kid shirks all his responsibilities <laughs> and tries to have sex with his daughter. Yeah, and we're supposed to be on that guy's uh, <laughs> on, on the kid's side. Yeah. He's lucky. Leon uh, Carosi's trying to run a business here. 
And what was the business? It was like it was a, a beach resort, a summertime beach resort. Yeah, the beach tradition. It's Malibu, but so. it was like a country club, right? Yeah, it was a resort. But like, uh, oh yeah, 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 a yeah. country club yeah. where like people paid memberships yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, last on the the list before the honorable mention. Wasn't there like a fun waiter in in that season? Uh, Zach? No, Zach's not fun. I hated Zach. Last on the list of good characters, uh, Samuel Screech Powers. Yeah. Um, he was he was a good kid. The person who played him was a scumbag. But let us not right uh, conflate d- the uh, damn, character. Yeah, the character with the the sins of the uh, the actor. Honorable mention: Zach Morris. He's kind of a shit. Yeah. But like, uh, I like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's true. So like. You know what? Like Zach, uh, there's some problematic stuff there. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't want to like it that much. Uh, he was part Native American, and he only embraced it when like he met with this one other Native American guy, and then that guy died, and he never brought it up again. <laughs> A lot of things happen once and were never brought yeah. up again in that show. Reality reset at the end of every episode. Yeah. And there's two characters who are in hell. What do you mean? In in my version of Saved by the Bell, Hell. Saved by the Hell. Oh, wow. Not Saved by the Hell. Yeah, damn, Burning in Hell. Damn by the Hell. Yeah. Uh, number one, Richard Belding. <laughs> okay, he's in Hell? Yeah, mostly because of the actions of Dennis Haskins. <laughs> well, you just said you can't conflate the I two. I know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man of many layers. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Look, it just skeeves me out to see this guy on the screen knowing that like everybody's like kind of weirded out by him. Yeah, but he acted circles around everybody else on that show. Mm. He was good. Not better than Kevin the Robot. <laughs> well, I never said that he was. Um, and then the worst character. Uh-huh. Jeff Hunter. Which <laughs> Jeff Hunter? Had, oh, had I've... a brief tenure. Was he in three episodes of season three as Max's Kelly? manager who likes Kelly Kapowski? As a result, yeah. Zach and Kelly break up, allowing Jeff and Kelly to begin a relationship. Unfortunately, very soon afterwards, Jeff's infidelity was revealed when he was seen dancing and kissing a girl at an over 18 club called The Attic. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I it was remember. an over 18 club, and they all got fake IDs to go. Yeah, they all got fake IDs. IDs that said they were 18. So but Jeff could... Hunter broke up freaking Zach and Kelly, and I'm yeah. supposed to be okay with that? I don't think they ever expected you to be. I I remember because, yeah, that was like my first uh, uh, like uh, time I was introduced to the idea of like, uh, oh, you know, uh, like there's going to be older creeps trying to go out with high school That girls. was actually a pretty well done arc. Yeah. Like, uh, like it was kind of like heartbreaking. Like right. Zach, like it was nice to see Zach get his fucking comeuppance, <laughs> comeuppance. Yeah. But like, uh, but it was like, oh man, like it kind of felt like what like uh, a bad breakup does feel like. Well, and it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, Zach's unhappy. Kelly got her heart broken. You know, and who cares about this guy? But it's just like, yeah, no, there's just like a shitty situation all mm. around. But it like never occurred to me as like a young teenager 
And I'm just like, yeah, when I'm 17, these girls will have to go out with me because <laughs> I'm the only option. Nope. It's like, oh, no, creeps. they're all college boys. And they drive cars and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they work at the max. Mm. Um, so he's definitely burning in hell. Tom, we haven't gotten to Zach, Zach Attack. The band. The band. Casey Kasem made numerous appearances. We didn't get to yeah. that. Uh, there, there's so <laughs> much we 90- didn't get to the murder mystery. Oh, I love that episode. '90s teens loved Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have gone. This is one of our longest episodes. Oh, ever is it done. really? Yeah, we're 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 way oh, over. Oh my time here. god, we're gonna uh, so boy, we're, we're gonna be hearing it from the higher ups. Yeah. we're gonna be hearing it from our own Brandon Brandon Tartikoff. Yeah, so uh, we'll 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 definitely dive into that. Yeah, jeez, Louise. Uh, well, maybe if you hadn't read the synopsis of the show 20 times. Well, maybe if you didn't keep knocking me off track, I had to find my place. <laughs> if you like the show, you can check out tcgt.com to find out more. You can email us at completeguideeverything at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash completeguide. Follow us on Twitter at completeguide, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me on those things at your pal, Tim. And if you want to support the show, support our lovely sponsors, but also check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon shopping, uh, and tcgt.com slash pledge, where you can check out our Patreon and get fun things like weekly ep- bonus episodes, mini episodes, about 15 minutes 10 to 15 minutes no less than that no for sure uh and all the back ones too tcgt.com slash pledge favorite episode of saved by the bell tom it's tough you know what i wish uh you had posted this question to me earlier yeah me too i'm, I'm racking my brain that's why i asked. I you. really like that murder mystery episode the murder mystery i like when they broke format i'm sorry yeah I mean, it wasn't really like breaking format. It was just like a, you know, an off, offset. Uh, yeah, but like I like the one with Casey Kasem uh, narrating uh, if Zach Attack, their band, actually got big. Right. Where uh, they had a one band of the many together. alternate universes introduced in the show. Yeah. Uh huh. The other one, uh, I liked when the mob guys were after them at the mall, but it didn't it didn't hang together at the end. <laughs> right. I like the one where uh, Jesse became a stripper. Gross. And you got to see her. Uh... That didn't happen. What? <laughs> Tim, I'll show you the screenshots. <laughs> yeah, every episode ends with you uh, loading up Mr. Skin on yeah. your on your. Well, you know what, Tim? If you're not going to believe me, then I'm going to have to show you for yourself. Yeah, I'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.